Wow, good morning. <laughs> What's that one? It was my mother tongue. Australian. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mandarin. But anyway, good morning. Good morning. I've seen you using your Mandarin in a Chinese restaurant, and that's very confident. Mm, pointing. This one. <laughs> I'm always impressed by it anyway. How's your week been? Terrible. The lady next door, I'm just going to say she's a lady. It's probably not. Family, people, updoor, updoors. Oh my gosh. Um, they just stomp around. It's like they have bricks for feet. they so noisy. Can't handle it. I'm going to write them an angry letter. Well, strongly worded letter. Maybe you should offer to go and join their tap class, like show up with your tap shoes and saying, can I sign up for beginner's tap? Because that's what sounds like you're doing. <laughs> Another friend that lived in this building, she got a letter from her neighbor downstairs saying, you are too noisy. You are obviously, you don't know how to walk. I am willing to come upstairs and give you lessons on how to walk quietly if you wish. I would love that. Did she take up the offer of lessons how to walk quietly? Yeah, I would want to record this. Can you imagine this person coming out and being like, just on the balls of your feet, lightly, okay? Follow me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, yep, come up, bitch. Show me. Show me how you walk lightly. That does sound terrible. But your week hasn't been all bad, has it? Because it's been your birthday week. Oh, true that. And remember last week, we spoke about how I was removing hairs. I was shaving. I was getting ready for this monokini photo that I was taking. Well, it went very well. Not a single touch-up. All natural, raw. Just some lip gloss and some light blush. (laughs) Well, following that, because of the great success of that monokini body shot, tomorrow I'm going to do something more artistic. I'm going to use bok choy and create a bok choy bikini. No further comment, no questions. Let us continue. Did you get any feedback this week? I did have some feedback. Now, your brother messaged me to tell me that he'd verified our research on the term trade. So that was very helpful. But more interestingly, uh, I've been sexting with Raj on LinkedIn. Now, he's been listening to the podcast and he's asked if we could help him find a man. Now, I've volunteered my services, but apparently I'm not what Raj is looking for. You know, he's a good looking guy, very attractive, but he's looking for a mature guy. So far, I don't see where you don't fit in. Rude. Now, Raj doesn't want a muscle daddy. He wants someone who looks like they might be the assistant manager at the warehouse or your friend's stepdad. So I said that we would try and help him out. So if you want to get to know Raj, slide into our DMs and we'll put you in touch. Yeah. And if you're actually a dad that's an assistant manager at a warehouse, bonus points. Also slide into our DMs. That's who we want to get to know. Uh, Now, this week's episode of Snowballing is presented by Gaydar.net, the original gay dating app. Don't rely on us to try and help you meet guys. Put the technology to work. Uh, Now, later in the show, we'll be joined by Leah Canali. Leah is a songstress, a siren, a cover girl. Uh, She's known for doing RuPaul songs, but she's also got her original music as well. And she's going to join us later for a quick snowball. Oh, did you know that it's Mardi Gras back home in Australia right now? I'm very familiar. I'm getting a lot of FOMO from everyone's posts from Sydney. More the fact that like they're actually able to do some form of partying. It's obviously a bit more subdued than it normally would be, but uh, I would still prefer to be there than in London. I agree. Like the fact that it's more subdued 
who cares? I'd rather be there than here right now. But I just want to know, like, what's the history behind it? What's the history, Gareth? You're so educated. Please learn me. <laughs> well, I'll do my best. Um, it's important to remember that, you know, the, the push for LGBTQ equality didn't start with the Stonewall riots. Um, but those riots in 1969 have been a really key catalyst in the way that we celebrate Pride today. So if we look at the history of it, it, it was on the first anniversary of the Stonewall riots. So the riots happened in June of 1969. So then on the 28th of June, 1970, that's when the first Pride marches were held. The queer communities of New York, Los Angeles and Chicago, they held events to commemorate the raid on the Stonewall Inn. Now, the following year, Pride marches were also held in Boston, Dallas, Milwaukee, London, Paris, West Berlin and Stockholm. And in subsequent years, the number of cities participating continued to grow. So that's really where that whole tradition sort of started from was the first anniversary of the raid on the Stonewall Inn. That makes sense. Do you remember when was the first Pride that you attended or Mardi Gras? I guess you might have even been back in Australia. Yeah, definitely. The first Pride I attended was in Melbourne. They have, uh, it's called Midsummer now and every year. That's quite a big deal in Melbourne. So that was always good. And I went to Mardi Gras, probably not for a few years after that, but that was a different level completely. What was your first Pride? Um, I think it might have been Perth. I think I wasn't even completely out. I think I ended up going to the court and bumping into, it was on a Saturday night and I ended up bumping into a family friend that was also closeted. And then we, the way we knew each other, we were family friends from church. So it was like, hi, awkward, hi. Wait, did you ever hook up with him? Oh, no. And if he's listening, I meant that. Oh, no. <laughs> Still no. <laughs> Uh, well, you've obviously been to Pride in London, but I have never experienced a Pride in Toronto. What's that like? What do you normally do? I always make sure that I um, march in the Pride Parade when I can. I enjoy it as much as maybe it's a little bit of a like a narcissistic thing, but I actually do enjoy the whole concept of the parade and also being able to see all the different kind of groups within our community and what it represents. And also, like, as you mentioned, the history behind it. But um I always just wonder, there's a lot of people now with their cameras on their phones. And like we used to joke back in London, like maybe what, 10 years ago, nine years ago, when people would take camera photo photos rather than on their phone. But like, how many people's like wank banks are we in? Given what you're normally wearing in a pride, I'd imagine you're appearing in quite a few. Moving on. <laughs> Why do you care if you're in someone's wank bank or not? Surely you want to be in as many people's wank banks as possible. Oh my God, it's definitely a compliment. I'll take that. But at, like nowadays, I want to get paid for it. You want to take a photo? Then I want to cash them coins, Hanny. Oh, our guest has arrived. Come on in. Oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. Shoes off, shoes off. Oh, you Canadians, always making us take off our shoes. Ruining the outfit, really. <laughs> it's not just Canadians. Thanks for joining us. Leah, we know you as a singer, a songwriter, an you know, important ally and part of our community. You're also you know, a Toronto queer icon. You've worked with you know, a number of the well-known queens on the scene. Uh, and you seem to have a bit of a direct line to some of the biggest names in drag race. 
Welcome to Snowballing. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. I love this show. Leah, congratulations on your new music. We've been listening to it and it's really awesome. It's about to be released now, isn't it? This new EP. Um, yeah, so it comes out today. So Gareth and Ming both know this. Actually, you're in the video and Gareth, you, I think, gave me the first press for the video, but the EP drops on the five-year anniversary of my sort of mini gay viral Sissy That Walk video. On these tracks, you've collabed with some very big names. So who who are we expecting to hear from? Like Gareth said, I do have a bit of a, a crazy line into drag uh, stardom. Because years ago, I lived in Boston. That's where I'm from. I lived with drag queens in a dingy little basement apartment. And um, there's some famous queens that came out of Boston. So um, I've known... Brian McCook, aka Katya Zamolojkova, uh, for many years now. So she's on one of the tracks. It's the most ridiculous track on the EP, but it's probably the one that'll get the most play for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I also collabed with um, Canada's Drag Race legend, uh, Super Bowl icon Tainomi Banks. Um, who I've performed with quite a few times, and I absolutely love her. And also local queen, who I, I feel like will eventually end up on, on Canada's Drag Race, uh, Selena Vile. She's amazing. Uh, activist, uh, comedian. So yeah, I've got some really cool uh, features. I also featured, um, he's not a drag artist, but Tafari Anthony, who's an amazing, amazing queer singer. Tell us a bit about that track, Leah, because that just, I'm trying to remember, it's about uh, sort of depression and uh, dealing with, with mental health challenges, but it's all set to this banging beat. So it seems like a really unusual combination. So it's called Invisible War. When Tavari and I sat down to write it, I was like, okay, I want to write a song about depression, but I want people to dance to it. Um, and that's how Invisible War came about. It's sort of about the struggle internally of what you go through when you're dealing with mental health. It's not a one track, I'm sad all the time. So sometimes you're happy sometimes you're sad sometimes it's both um and i think that's what i wanted to accomplish with that track so leah one of the standout tracks is obviously your collaboration with katya and it's called i douched for this tell us how that came about yeah so i douched for this um it came about it's so funny i was sitting around with a bunch of my uh wonderful male gay friends and one of them was discussing a date that he had gone on that didn't go very well and the guy who we went on the date with was a little bit upset with him because it didn't end in um, sexy times, I guess we should say. And then another one of our friends who's just like the bottomiest of all bottoms just turns and with a complete deadpan, he goes, you know, he probably douched for that date. And I was like, I was like, okay, this needs to be a song. That's, that's absolutely hilarious because we've all been, I mean, like gays and girls, there's a lot of crossover, right? Like we've all been there when you put too much emotionally, physically into a man and then they just leave you hanging. And that's sort of where the idea for I douched for this came from. And so I called up Katya. She was in Toronto doing a show and I said, Hey, um, would you do an intro for this song? And she said yes. And then she improved this incredible retelling of a wonderful douching experience. And then me and my producer, uh, the glorious Lenny Gabriel, aka Lane, we took that improv and we made it into a sort of a Let's Have a Kiki esque track. It's exactly the track I want to be hearing on a dance floor as soon as we're allowed back into a club. So let's take a listen to that just now and preview I douched for this. 
is unavailable. Please leave a message after the tone. Um, let's see. Okay, so one night I took an incredibly long shower to shave every inch of my goddamn body. Probably an hour and a half. And then I started the very intricate, painstaking process of doing the douche. All in preparation for a wonderful gentleman who I had met on the internet. Who are you kidding, sis? Who's Craig? I put on my very best clean, brand fresh and new come hither lingerie and waited for him perched. And I'm checking the clock and he's 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late. That motherfucker never shows up. Motherfucker. Thank God he didn't because while I was checking for another date at the computer, I farted and a whole bunch of douche water came out of my hands. That was amazing. Like, I do you know what? I'm not even I'm gonna play that while I'm douching. That's that's my goal. If it doesn't end up in a fleet enema commercial sometime in my life, I'm what is this all been for? Okay. I want to talk to you about a term that I maybe is contentious and I want to get your feelings on this. How do you feel about the term fag hag? Do you identify? Do you rebuke? Obviously, it's kind of like a slur. It's like a double insult with both the word fag and hag. But like, how, yeah, how do you feel about it in, in terms of like a heterosexual identifying woman? This is an interesting one for me because I I often joke that I'm going to write a book someday called The Last of the Hags because I'm in a weird generational place where, and this is going to make me sound old, but I was still in the generation of straight women that were kind of an anomaly in gay spaces. So nowadays I feel like there's a much more even spread, right? There's a lot more integration of straight people, cis people hanging out in gay spaces, um, embracing gay culture, loving all of the references. But when I was coming up in the clubs, I was one of the only ones. Um, So for me, fag hag is still kind of Uh, an endearing term. I don't mind being called a fag hag. I don't love the fact that there is a slur in it for gay men. I don't really care about hag. Like you can call me hag all you want. Um, If you want to call me that or refer to me as that, I sort of wear it as a badge of honor. You know, I I love being an ally to this community. And if that's how you want to refer to me, I'm I'm absolutely all for it. Um, I prefer the Italian version of the term, which is strega de gay, which means witch of the gays. I love that. I actually have that tattooed on my side. So yeah, you can call me a strega anytime you want. Is and sorry, is it strega? strega so S T R E G A, which means witch. Basically, it's a it's like a hag, like an old wise woman. Strega de gay. I I sometimes refer to my husband as a fag stag. Does he have that tattooed on his body anywhere? Yes, but you'll have to you'll have to douche to see it. <laughs> 
I did want to get Leah's expert opinion, uh, given her singing prowess, and we've been trying to improve our vocal techniques on this podcast. And and one of the things that we like to do at the beginning of a show is do some vocal warm-ups. And I was wondering if you had any vocal warm-up suggestions or techniques that we could possibly try to make us sound a bit better. Can we maybe... We also maybe show Leah what we do off camera, obviously. We do this all off camera. I'll give you mine. So this is what I learned in primary school when I was um, in choir. I was a soprano when I was 10. Okay, here we go. Mayo, 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 mayonnaise. And then it goes, dun, dun. Mayo, 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 mayonnaise. Yep, and then I keep going. What key are you in then? Hi, C. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's hitting whistle tones. Gareth does more of the enunciation. Yeah, I'm I'm more on trying to wrap my lips around words. So I use red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, unique New York, unique New York. I bet you're trying to wrap your lips around something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what vocal warm-ups do you use? Often, especially for something like this, I would recommend light, light warm-ups. So hums and ahs so even just going "Hmm." Hmm. Hmm. Um, just little hums to get yourself um warmed up are really great especially if you're going to be talking a lot oh do i need to go into my 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 um head voice as you're warming up don't go super super high start where your voice just naturally wants to sit and then go from there Ha. Yeah. And be careful. So you're getting into a little bit of vocal fry there. So be careful not to sit in your vocal cords. Try to push sort of out through the front of your mouth. So you go, ha. Ha. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Lip trills are another thing that are great if you want to kind of wake up your so lip trills are great because you can't really do them unless you like your breast support so breast support yeah breast your breast support (laughs) breast support (laughs) oh gareth get into it your turn (laughs) that's actually pretty good no breast support though no No breast breast support. support yeah i need i need some more breast support on that well, I think that's definitely going to set us up for much improved performances. I, I think so. I'm already seeing an improvement. <laughs> Ming, you've got to stop doing the lip trills now that we've finished that segment. Let, let it go. Oh, okay. Okay. <sighs> All right, moving on. Now, Leah, each week we've been workshopping an erotic gay novel. Uh, it's, co- it's called Mountain Men, uh, but we thought we'd get your input on this. Do you read any erotic fiction? Oh, I don't read. But an erotic gay audiobook read by Chris Hemsworth, I could get into. Boom. Yes. Okay. Because that's interesting because, you know, we've talked before about how a lot of erotic gay fiction is written for a sort of a heterosexual women who are into that. Do, are you into the idea of two guys getting it on in that kind of way? I love gay porn. Love it watch it almost exclusively let's be real here um i just i I guess my interests are a little more hardcore (laughs) 
also here's the thing i find sometimes with gay porn versus um, straight porn there's less of like a violent power struggle in a lot of gay porn and i find with straight porn often it it turns quite violent quite quickly oh and i don't love that aspect of it i love the overpowering thing super into it but um yeah there's just something about like two dudes getting it on let us all just pause for a minute let us all just ah (laughs) (laughs) well it sounds like you're exactly our target demographic for this so what we're going to try and do is workshop some of the language around an erotic encounter just to get your perspective on what might connect best with our readers so the scene we're focusing on is when Aiden, who's the burly neighbor, takes Robbie, who's the younger, twinkier guy. So Aiden takes Robbie to a to skinny dip at a nearby swimming pond. After a bit of preliminary swimming, we're getting to the good stuff. So I'm going to read out a paragraph and then we'll go back and fill in the blanks with the words that you want to use. So you're going to give us some of the descriptive words that we're going to put into this description of what's going down. Am I a writer now? Yes. Put this on your LinkedIn profile. All right, here we go. Aiden flipped Robbie over onto his hands and knees, roughly pushing Robbie's chest down against the rock, forcing him to arch his back and expose his blank. Aiden spat down onto Robbie's blank and used his fingers to smear it over his ass, smearing it over and around his blank, using his fingers to begin to push it inside. I'm like listening to you and I'm covering my mouth because I'm so like almost embarrassed. I don't know. I'm like tickled and I'm feeling a lot of things right now. Okay. So we're going to take it sentence by sentence. And so you've got a few blank words that we're looking to, to slot in here, literally. So let's start with Aiden flipped Robbie over onto his hands and knees, roughly pushing Robbie's chest down against the rock, forcing him to arch his back and expose his blank. Innocence. (gasps) I love that. So good. I was going with gaping, but then I couldn't fill in the rest of my blank. Gaping innocence actually works really well. (laughs) Let's go with gaping innocence. I love that. That's brilliant, isn't it? All right, let's keep that momentum going. So the next sentence is... Aiden spat down onto Robbie's blank. So what did Aiden spit down onto? Maybe also putting the other bit at the end. So Aiden spat down on Robbie's blank and used his finger to smear it over his ass. Oh, see, I was going to say like rippled swimmers back, but I just like swimmers. So I like that, but I think I'm not sure we're talking about his back. Right. We're definitely not. His lower back dimples. (laughs) Yes. We love a good low back dimple. Putting that in. Okay. I'm liking that. Uh, all right. So he spat down to Robbie's lower back dimples and used his fingers to smear it over his ass, smearing it over and around his blank, using his fingers to push it inside. This is the last one. Let's make it a big finish. What's that final blank? Can I, I want to throw in the adjective or is it a verb? Wait, I don't know. Oh my God. English is hard. Puckered. Something that's puckered, puckering. An adjective, I'm going to say. See, I was going to say like puckered man cave. Yes. Any any advances on puckered man cave? We're going with that. Um, I also do like puckered boy lips. Ooh, his deep puckered boy lips. Or man lips. No, boy lips. Boy lips, because he's innocent. Let me play it back to you and see if we're happy with how this is finished up. 
Aiden flipped Robbie over onto his hands and knees, roughly pushing Robbie's chest down against the rock, forcing him to arch his back and expose his gaping innocence. Aiden spat down onto Robbie's lower back dimples and used his fingers to smear it over his ass, smearing it over and around his deep puckered boy lips, using his fingers to begin to push it inside. <laughs> I mean, I'm turned on. That's got Booker Prize written all over it, hasn't it? I hope he douched for that. All right. Well, we need to crack on with that story. So let's move on. Now, Leah, we like to play a game called The Island. Ming, could you explain the rules of the island to Leah, please? Picture this. You're on a deserted island. Three people come. You have to decide to do three actions with them. So either kick one of them off straight away, have sex with one of them, and then kick them off straight away. And the last one you keep for company. So solely for company, no touching, no physical contact, no sexy times. Okay. So first up, queens that you may know of. You have to choose between Katia, Jujubi, and Tainomi. So hard. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, oh, no. Kick off... Sleep with, kick off, keep for company. Oh, I think I would sleep with Tainomi because she seems like she'd be feisty. Uh, I'd probably kick off Katya just because she'd expect it. She'd be fine with it. And I'd keep Juju for company. That's good logic, actually. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like if you kept Katya, we may not survive for very long. I don't think either one of us would survive. So... (laughs) All right, next set. The next choices you've got to make are between some Canadian icons, Shania, Celine, and Carly Rae. Oh, uh, kick off Carly Rae. Sorry, gays, I know. Uh, I'd sleep with Shania, uh, and I'd, uh, I'd hang out with Celine. Wouldn't Celine drive you a bit bonkers, though? She probably would, but man, that voice. I mean... All right, final set. This is your last choices to make. You've got to choose between Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, or Boris Johnson. Oh, um, I mean, I'd obviously fuck Trudeau. Like, come on, mother may I. Boris Johnson, get out of here. And I'd hang out with, Bi- with, with Uncle Joe. I feel as though it really depends on your type, though. I know that Trudeau's the obvious choice. I feel like I would flip-flop between Biden or Trudeau, really. I don't really want anything to do with Boris. Boris definitely is just a go, get out of here. Get out of here. I love how the drag queens were the heart. That was the hardest choice. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of am intrigued about maybe sleeping with Katya. I feel like she'd be very feisty in bed, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the end of this episode. Make sure to subscribe and tell your friends. We are whores for attention i was today's guest leah and you can follow me on instagram at the leah elise canali and on twitter at at take the cannoli that's c-a-n-o-l-i i have an ep that is out today that is march 7th 2021 it is called light and dark and you can find it on spotify on title on tiktok hopefully uh, anywhere where you stream music you can find light and dark you can also follow the very sexy Ming on Instagram at Ming underscore A underscore Ling eight eight. 
And you can follow the ever so sexy Gareth on Twitter at GTV London. This episode was presented by Gaydar.net, the original gay dating app. And these two will be back again soon for more snowballing and way more gay nonsense. Thank you.